The Beers and Ears podcast is sponsored by Riss and Cal. This holiday season in your search for stocking stuffers, you don't have to be like the Mad Titan, scouring the universe to collect all six stones. Instead, find all the tech accessories you need for your friends and family in one place. Whether it's wireless neck fans for those warm days at the studios, or a waterproof case for when you're searching for that wandering rabbit, they've got an entire assortment. When you go to fourfrills.com shop, that's the number four, P-H-R-I-L-L-S dot com slash shop. Select your items and then use coupon code BEERS, B-E-E-R-S at checkout. You'll get 15% off your purchase. Don't forget that proceeds of the purchase go to help nonprofits and a portion of the proceeds help to support the Beers and Ears podcast as well. So head on over to fourfrills.com and use that promo code today to get a jump start on your holiday shopping. Let's start the show. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. There was an idea to bring together 23 episodes of a podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe so that when we needed it, we were ready for the premiere of Black Widow. This is That Podcast. And now for your hosts of the Beers and Ears Podcast, here's Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to day 16 of the Infinity Saga series. My name is Matt. And my name is Casey. Hello, everyone, and welcome in. We are talking today Spider-Man Homecoming, um, the reboot of the reboot of the Spider-Man series. The reboot of the reboot of the reboot, technically, because you had... You, you had, you know, the old Spider-Mans way back when, and then you had the 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 Tobey Maguire one, and then you had the Sam Rami one, I think, and then now you have this one. So, uh, yeah, so it's definitely uh, you know, like a third or fourth legacy Spider-Man when you think about it. Yeah. Um, so, correct me if I'm wrong, this is one of them that you had never seen until, like, today? <laughs> that That is correct. So, we, like we talked about yesterday, this was a first time never have i seen it i i I, in fact i didn't even know the story of it i mean i I knew spider-man came into civil war and i know it was really cool to see him there i knew the backstory of it so i knew the behind the scenes the negotiations with sony and of course i've seen him in the subsequent subsequent movies of infinity wars and endgame you know of course in infinity wars when he does that scene about i don't want to go mr stark i don't want to go and of course i also saw spider-man far from home in the theaters because it happened after endgame and with endgame being so epic it was just kind of cool to go see what happened i just had never had the opportunity to see this and there's a reason behind that i am not high on spider-man i never have been i've always thought he was kind of a jerk um kind of a a smart you know what um and you know nate my fiance loves spider-man he's played all the games i know he's one of the most beloved superheroes next to you know batman and, and superman i just have never been a fan i never watched the tv series as a kid um i did see I think the original Spider-Man, or like the one with Tobey Maguire, the first one, and maybe the second one. I, I can't remember. And I know I had the soundtrack for the movie because I enjoyed that. But other than that, eh, 
never been a fan. So I had, I just, I bypassed it. Um, and boy, am I sad that I bypassed it until today <laughs> is all I have to say. Which is really saying something because, you know, on, honestly, when, you know, I, I had known that you were not the biggest Spider-Man fan. And so when this one came up, I was kind of expecting this episode for, for, for it to be a little bit of like a, you know, Casey, it's really not as bad as you think it is. It's really just, you know, you're not, not, not that you not liking Spider-Man. But the fact that you're not a fan of Spider-Man and you really love this movie says something about how good this movie is. Well, and, and I want to say this, and I texted this to you as I was watching it today. This is at the top of my list. This isn't just a good movie. I put this in probably the top five of the Marvel movies, of the MC movies. I mean, it is wow. a good movie. I mean, it it is a phenomenal movie and and you know by this point if you're listening to this episode and you haven't seen it stop and go watch the movie because it is um this is one of those movies that i will put back on over and over again that doesn't happen a lot with the marvel movies and here's why i'll say that it's not like fate of the universe is collapsing before us and everyone's going to die like some of the other movies that we have it's not engrossed in the politics of the Sokovia Accords. This is just a good old fashioned, some guy gets wronged and he wants to make some money on the side. At the same time, you kind of got the teenage angst going on of, of Peter Parker kind of in high school. And it, it, it has loot. I mean, it has, it has strong ties to the Avengers, but at the same time, it's got loose ties and loose ties enough that it's not, engulfed in the political drama that came out of civil war. You, you know what I mean? Exactly. And really these are in comic books are what we a lot of times will call street level heroes. So these are your, the Spider-Man's, the daredevils, the Luke cage, you know, Netflix ran a whole series kind of uh, on these street level heroes where they're dealing with kind of these day-to-day corruption type things rather than the, like you said, the world is ending, oh no, we have to save it type problems. And and I agree, that really helps this movie along. Yeah, no, I completely agree I completely agree with you. And and I I, I wasn't even sure what I was getting into when I first when I first put this on, right? So first of all, it's it's the distribution rights are, are from Sony, so you have you can't go find it on Disney Plus. I had to go find it on Amazon Prime for three bucks. Okay, cool, no big deal. And I texted you. Actually, I had to stop the movie about five minutes into it because I was so confused by the timeline at first. Because the timeline says eight years ago, and that's when uh, the Vultures, whatever his human name is, I don't know off the top of my head, but Adrian Tombs. Okay, Tombs. Yeah, so Tombs gets you know he's he's trying to clean up after the fight of New York that took place in the Avengers. That would have been 2012. So here I am in 2020, going well. Eight years ago was. 2012 but this movie came out in 2017 so how does that work i was so confused at how how some of this work and then you you kind of clarified that the the release dates of the movie are not necessarily lined up with the timeline of the movie so yeah (laughs) yeah I'm, i'm not sure how the timing timeline actually goes i'm sure there's somebody out there that's figured it out and i could google it and but ultimately that's the one that doesn't necessarily really matter to me 
I mean, I, I have the sequential order that it goes in and I can kind of make determinations based on what's happening and what the characters are saying about how much time. I, honestly, this is really a nitpick. I wish they would have just said present day or right after the Battle of the Avengers. Like you, you very easily could have framed this without a timing because really the rest of the movie does not offer time. Really yeah. besides... Captain America, which was during World War II, you can't really like change the time of that. That's when it happened. But otherwise, that's it's all kind of ambiguous. And I'm curious why, whether that was a Sony decision or why they decided to like implant it, like, no, it's here. So I'm looking it up right now. So I, I just I just typed in Spider-Man Homecoming eight years later. Uh, so here, here's what this says. The eight years later Spider-Man Homecoming time jump error has been cleared up thanks to Avengers Infinity War. So it sounds like it was an error. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming was released in 2017 and supposedly picks up not long after Captain America Civil War. Um, nevertheless, the dialogue in the movie confirms it's set a full eight years after the original Avengers film, which was 2012. So Infinity War solves the issue via a conversation between Iron Man and Doctor Strange, which reveals that Loki and Shatari's invasion of New York, New York happened six years ago. That means mm. Infinity War happened in 2018, and as Spider-Man Homecoming was clearly set before Infinity War, the title card shouldn't have read eight years later. Um, sh- shouldn't have read eight years later. Earlier in the month, Infinity War, Joe Russo appeared to confirm that Spider-Man Homecoming time jump was incorrect. Okay. So it was just a mistake. So it is is good to know. Um, So yeah, I mean, like you said, I think they could have left that title card out completely and it would not have been, it would not have affected the movie at all. You could have just said immediately, you know, you could have said, uh, you know, soon after the Battle of New York and then you could have just said, um, present day and you would have been fine you know well, the movie frames uh, it that way you see him like do his civil war yeah. stuff so it's clear that's where we were exactly exactly so but yeah so long story short and then we can kind of get into the into the specifics great movie top five mcu for me and i can't believe i've missed out on it this long all right so let's get into favorite parts so this you you clearly love this movie what which parts characters whatever did you like the most you know, so for me, I, I'm going to go into the part that I didn't like the most. So I honestly, okay. I didn't like, and, and this goes back to something that has happened in a couple, I think, of movie reviews. Well, in fact, it went back to our long ago, back in the spring of this year, where we we did the movie review of the the Princess Bride. Was it Princess Bride or Princess, Princess Diaries? Diaries. Diaries. Remember how I told you in that how I didn't like the awkward scenes, the scenes where she was being picked on, she was being bullied because it took me back to school and high school and and feeling those moments? Yeah. I didn't like that here either. And again, I know why they did it. It had to establish the character or whatever. That teenage angstiness and bully and the stereotypical teenage years and stuff, that was my least favorite part. I'm not saying it shouldn't be in the movie because it totally makes the character. I just was really happy when we got past some of that uh, so that we could get into him discovering more about who he is. Um, Favorite parts. 
I love when he takes the training wheel uh, protocol off and he's talking to, I love the name Karen too, by the way, which I just think is hilarious. <laughs> when he's talking to Karen, he's trapped in the, in the, the storage space and he's trying to, you know, he's learning all the different initial, all the different things with his webs and all this stuff. And he's like, all right, how much time has gone by? And she goes, 37 minutes. What? 37 minutes. This is insane. Right. That was one of my favorite parts. Um, I also like when he goes, there's two others. I like when he goes, to I'm going out of order here, but when he goes to battle tombs and tombs has his, his wings come around and then he knocks all the columns down. And then of course the, the ceiling falls on top of them. I love the scene when they play back Stark's comment of, if you know, if you're not enough with the suit, you're not enough, you know, you're not going to be enough with it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you know, he, you know, he gathers enough strength and you just see him lift that concrete up. I mean, I was literally in, I was on the edge of my seat and I was kind of, I was tearing up just kind of watching this, knowing what he becomes later on in, in game and infinity wars and the big part that he plays. And even in, in, in far from home too, just how he matures. That was like the turning point for that character. And I just loved it. And the last one that I absolutely loved when tombs finds out it's him. Does she know? No what? So she does it. Good. Close to the vest. I admire that. I've got a few secrets of my own. Of all the reasons I didn't want my daughter to date. Peter, nothing is more important than family. You saved my daughter's life. And I could never forget something like that. So I'm going to give you one chance. Are you ready? You walk through those doors, you forget any of this happened. And don't you ever, ever, interfere with my business again because if you do I'll kill you and everybody you love oh, that, that scene is great that moment in the car man it it, it again this is uh, we've talked villains a lot right friggin Michael Keaton and, and, and Vulture he is a kick ass villain dude and it's one of those times where you don't need a lot of buildup with him. He's just, he is who he is. He's trying to make some money. He cares about his daughter. He cares about his family. But it's like the Godfather. He's like, you don't get in my way. I'm saving your life right now. I just saved your life. What do you say to me? Thank you. And like, it was like, holy smokes, man. Like, it was just a, it was, he, Keaton plays an amazing villain in this. It, totally. Stop the presses, everybody. I love this villain. I am what? not. Oh, man. That's a first. I have <laughs> no problems with this villain. And, and let me get into deeper of why. And you've explained some of it. First of all, the first thing we see in this movie is the origin of this villain. And it makes sense. And then I like his, the comment that gets me in the middle of it is when his henchmen have tried to sell these weapons and they come back and he's like, guys, we can't attract the attention of the Avengers. Mm -hmm. So he recognizes that, yeah, he's not really in this to create havoc or take over the world. He's trying to make money to, um, to support his family. And he wants to make sure that it keeps on a lower level because he understands that Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, and the Hulk are not going to come bust down his door. That scene you just talked about where he figures it out and then pretty much threatens Peter mm -hmm. is 
Ooh, it's so good. And, 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 and even just the vulture costume just looks kind of cool in the, yeah. in the comic book. It's very campy. And I mean, as everything in comic books are, but they did a nice job of updating it. So it, I have zero bad things to say about this villain. Zero, zero, it- none. And honestly, I could go on and on about other parts of the movie that I absolutely love. I love, I love Happy's involvement. I think the way they brought him into it, his character arc is amazing. I love Stark's involvement. I love, I love the scene after the ferry boat situation when, when the Iron Man suit comes over and, and you think it's just the suit and, and Parker goes, you know, if you really cared, you'd be here. And his face opens up and boom, he walks out. Those weapons were out there, and I tried to tell you about it, but you didn't listen. None of this would have happened if you had just listened to me. <laughs> if you even cared, you'd actually be here. I did listen, kid. Who do you think called the FBI, huh? You know that I was the only one who believed in you? Everyone else said I was crazy to recruit a 14-year-old kid. I'm 15. No, this is where you zip it, all right? The adult is talking. What if somebody had died tonight? He's there. Like, there's just these these little. It was. It's a perfectly put together production. I. I and then of course when they put when he takes him up to upstate New York, he's at the Avengers campus, and you know he puts that what is eventually the Iron Spider suit in front of him, which we'll see in in, or in Infinity Wars, and says, "This is yours." We got a press conference, and Peter makes the right choice to say, "Look, I'm going to be on the ground a little bit longer." Like, I just. It's such an amazing arc. And uh, I just, I, I absolutely loved it. And then one, one final thing I got to say here, the end credit scene, the, the very end with Captain America, <laughs> what he's talking about. First of all, it's campy and corny throughout the whole thing, but it works. But then you get the one with Captain America. He's like, we're going to talk about patience, patience about, you know, waiting for something that you think is really going to be important finding out it really isn't like, it's just the coolest thing ever. And he goes, how many more of these do we have? Like, it just, it just, it was so meta and so funny. I, 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 and I know the next thing is, is there anything bad about the movie other than that angsty teenager stuff, which again, wasn't bad. I just don't like feeling the way I felt. I have nothing bad to say about this movie. So uh, bouncing off of that uh, uh, end credit scene, I also love when when the scene with Captain America and gym class where they're showing yes. video. And, and, and I'm pretty sure this guy's a war criminal now, but I don't know. The state says I have to show this. <laughs> I love it when Aunt May in the middle credit scene, and she sees him in the spider suit and she goes, what the? F-? And it cuts. I just think that's cool too. Like yeah. it's edgy. It's now it's it's totally relatable to today's teenager in today's Generation Z because that's what it is. I, I, again, I have anything you know. I knew who MJ was before I realized it was MJ, so I can only imagine what it was like discovering that that was MJ two thirds of the way through the movie or whenever she you know says it. Um, same with like I knew that tombs was the dad just because i knew about the movie already but i can only imagine what it was like to discover that at first in the theater and realize oh my god that's her dad like there were some moments that were built in that were again just the director did a phenomenal job and i and i've listened to review after review i've seen written review after written review about this movie and you know lou mangello was on our our show several months back he's the biggest spider-man fan in the world i can totally understand why everybody says this is the best version of Spider-Man that's ever been on the big screen. Well, and part of that comes from how Tom Holland, and I will uh, put the rest of the cast 
puts this. If we talk about the Tobey Maguire version of Spider-Man, they were trying to convince me that Tobey Maguire was like in high school or college. I'm sorry. All those characters were 30. They they looked 30. And so like they, they got the like nerdy guy right but he he wasn't like the i I don't know he just he wasn't a kid he wasn't adult then you get the andrew garfield spider-man the amazing spider-man that didn't complete its arc it cut after two movies and Mm. that one it was again he, he was like cool guy and he was cool and didn't have any problems getting the girl and all this other stuff and it's like wait a minute like you're not cool you're a nerd like that's that's the whole point Tom Holland plays this role so well that it is nerdy and teenage and, and it, it feels, I, I, I substitute teach on the side or, uh, um, and so um, I'm in schools and watching students a lot. And the interactions that you see in this movie are exactly the interactions that you're seeing with high schoolers and middle schoolers today. And it's in, and so it's rooted in, reality and so this this spider-man just really in my mind captures the essence of what spider-man is and i will say this this is also the mid credit scene where um mac gargan comes in who uh comic book fans you will know him as the scorpion comes in and talks to tombs about hey do you know who spider-man's i hear you know who spider-man's real identity is and he denies it but that to me is one of those that's a loose end that has not been tied up yet and we've still got another spider-man movie on the horizon and so where where are we going with that what's happening with that and i'm excited i wonder i wonder who that was um you know because again you have no idea who it is but uh, yeah I, there's a lot of loose ends because you know we're going to get to to come uh far from home a little bit later you know and there was a lot of loose ends in that one as well so i i'm, I'm excited about that too you know and, the, and we're, we're going to talk about you know because next up on our list tomorrow is dr strange this was right around that time period where this is exactly what marvel was doing they were bringing in new characters now spider-man was the most famous of them all but they were bringing in new characters as they were starting to set up what would be the pieces to infinity war and endgame or at that point in time we didn't even know they would be called infinity war and endgame we knew it was going to be infinity saga part one and part two basically or infinity war part one and part two at one point they were going to be like a, like it was two parts of the same movie and then at some point they broke it up but you know next up is dr strange again a movie that is centered kind of in its own world its own you know kind of its own it's in the bigger universe but it's not this drastic you know, here's Thanos, here's the Infinity Saga quite yet. We get to experience who Doctor Strange is. And then after that's Black Panther. Same idea. Black Panther, can we get to exp- get more exposure to him in Wakanda? So I love that Marvel started to do this all in this time period and kind of took a break from the key characters of Iron Man, of Thor, of Captain America, you know, uh, uh, Black Widow even, right? So, so that they can bring them all together for this major event. So anyway, it is closing time in order to keep to our 23 minutes tomorrow we are talking about dr strange matt very quickly how do they get a hold of us you can email us beers and ears 1928 at gmail.com facebook beers and ears podcast is our group twitter and instagram at beers ears 1928 um, as always rate and review us five stars five stars and as of right now we're releasing episodes every day for a little bit longer 
All right, guys. Have a wonderful rest of your day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everyone. In the chill of night, at the scene of a crime, like a streak of light, he arrives just in time. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man.